Do you identify emotionally with characters in a video? If you're like me, and characters' facial expressions show reactions to the environment that appear genuine, they help me focus, bringing the story to life. If you wonder how CG artists achieve that effect, stay tuned, because in this episode, number 2132, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG pros, will be doing a deep dive into how facial animation is done when they answer the commonly asked question, how can I create facial animation on the CG pros CG Insider Podcast. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us again for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. In this episode, uh, we'll be answering a question submitted by John B. Uh, that we received at our Ask Us Anything page on our website at thecgbros.com. And John asks us today, how can I create facial animation? Thanks for the question, John. Uh, by the end of our podcast today, you'll not only learn how to create facial animation yourself, but you'll also learn a little history behind it, as well as some of our personal uh, insights uh, that you can use for your own uh, animation projects to make them a little smoother and, and more predictable. You'll also learn uh, some of the hardware and software tools, as well as some techniques used in creating facial animation and video games, as well as feature films. Um, and lastly, make sure you stay tuned to the end of our podcast. Where we'll be reading comments from our viewers and listeners from, from our podcasts. That's my favorite part. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm <laughs> Sean Johnston, one of your hosts for today's podcast. And I'm Bill Johnston. And together we're the CG bros. So let's uh, start discussing this, Bill. Uh, how... Okay, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'll jump right in. Uh, you know, we, let's, yeah, I thought we'd start off chatting a little bit about uh, what facial animation is in case uh, you're new to, the, uh, to CGI in general. Um, facial animation basically at its core is animating facial expressions. Um, you know, facial uh, expressions, human facial expressions anyway, have been the subject of, uh, you know, believe it or not, scientific investigation for more than, over a hundred years, you know, our face is something that we use to receive and send both voluntary and involuntary information that, uh, that, uh, you know, communicates, you know, our emotional states and uh, basically, you know, our familiarity with, with uh, humans uh, and, and, and how we interact and, and, and view each other. Uh, we, we immediately notice flaws that were unnatural behavior um, in, in things like puppets say, or, or CGI characters specifically. So you're saying that uh, the expressions would be, you know, happy, sad, angry, surprised, those kind of things, right? Well, you know, there's exactly, you know, there, there's 10,000 different expressions that oh. the face is capable of making. And so, you know, why don't we talk about what exactly is a facial expression? I know that seems kind of rudimentary, but, you know, when a, when a person experiences an emotion, basically it, it triggers an involuntary reaction, what I was kind of just talking about, which is it, it basically expressing in uh, changes in your facial muscles. And so those those slight adjustments in proportion and and tightness and relative position of those uh, those muscles are what make up your expression. And uh, yeah, you can. But the, but like you said, there there uh, are six major uh, expressions that are that are conveyed through you know that, that we use basically as top line. You know um, you know when we talk about this, get into this a little bit later as to you know the levels of animation that you know and and the basic you know way you might traverse them, but, but the, basically you choose. Yeah. For, I mean, it's a starting point for, if you're going to be animating facial expressions, you choose from the big six, which are like you said, happiness, sadness, or the others are surprise, um, fear, anger, and my favorites disgust. Uh, <laughs> you, can add, you can add a goofy one in there as well. I like to. Add, sure. Add sure. That, sure. Especially Contem contempt gets thrown in there sometimes too, but right. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, if you're, if you're, 
you know, you know an artist, uh, especially photographers, but you know any artist really, if you're if you're depicting human, uh, you know human uh, emotions, mm-hmm. you know you're at a serious disadvantage if you if you're not studying uh, facial expressions. Uh, yeah, I agree. The uh, um, and then in video games we do the same thing, so it's the same in film uh, animation as well as video game animation, and there's. There's there's also different things, different uh, ways you can use the animation to not just in film and in video games, but you know for education. Um, there's a ton of animation software you can use that that's currently being used by teachers and um, even students, and you know it's a powerful tool, and you can use that uh, you know to create tutorials, explainer videos, kind of like uh, or even streaming and things like we're kind of using it for, right? Um, yeah, and, and facial animation, while being critical to to you know making movies, and you mentioned video games, and you know it's it's kind of funny that the the the, the by creating really high quality uh, animation for movies and video games, you're basically you know you're raising the standards and expectation uh, by the public uh, for you know, and you, you have to you have to keep improving your quality for realism. Um, because as we continue to decrease the realism for the products that we make, this, the, the public is continually becoming that much more sophisticated. Yeah, savvy, uh, very savvy. Exactly, exactly. You don't want to run into, you know, we've talked about it before, the Uncanny Valley. You know, that's that, that's a, that's a, such a fine line, especially when you're doing facial animation. Um, mm-hmm. Because the, we, we're, we, we know exactly what a face is supposed to look like. I mean, we've... You know, as a matter of fact, Darwin uh, wrote, I think, one of his first books, The Expression of the Emotions in Men and Animals, uh, he wrote back in 1871, was probably the first serious attempt to to actually document uh, these kind of things. And, and, you know, most people don't really even take the time to to learn, you know, about, you know, they talk about, you know, body language and stuff like right. that. But, you know, body language, it, while being, you know, a, a, a powerful um it's, it's more a powerful indicator of, you know, it's how you react to the emotion. That's, that's what your body shows. Your face shows the, the emotion um, and, and your body shows, you know, the reaction to the emotion. Um, yes. Yes. And just to be clear, I know you mentioned, we've been, we've mentioned Uncanny Valley um, several times in our podcast, just so everybody, so I can give it uh, to you, um, our listener. Uh, the Uncanny Valley is, is a psychological theory about the effect of uh, that involves art and robots and human emotions. So something starts to look as something starts to look more human, there's a point at which people start to feel it looks wrong. And so um, they have negative feelings towards that object. And they, the feelings keep getting worse as the object is made to look more and more human-like. And at a certain point, as the object starts to get very close to looking human, um, people tend to reverse uh, and go back into the valley and have more of a pause, you know, basically if it gets to be more human, it just, you know, those nuances you were talking about of the humanness and, and the emotions that, that are reflected in, let's say a CGI character or a robot, it starts to get you into a creeped out feeling and you can't, it's like bad CGI. You look at it and you go, I know something's wrong with that. It just, it, it's like a nightmarish kind of a thing. That's kind of what it, what it is versus looking at a, a cute robot that kind of looks kind of humanness, but it doesn't have human eyes, you know, like maybe Wally in sure. uh, yeah. know, Pixar's films. So very cute. But when it gets starts looking more and more real, like some of the stuff you see, like maybe a mannequin that looks more more realistic, it it creeps you out. And so that yeah, theory, not- that theory, sorry, that theory was 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 created by a robotics professor 
uh, Masahiro Mori in 1970. So that was his theory he came up with. So, yeah, I mean, to, to, to you know, stick a pin in it. <laughs> I will tell you, you know, it, 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 yeah, it's not exact. I mean, that's, and that's the, that's the real challenge. I mean, it's a fine line because the closer you come to a believable performance, the more exact it has to be, you yeah. know, there's just uh, so many nuances. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of muscles in your face and, 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 and there's how you use them and what combinations, uh, I mean, it's a very sophisticated system that humans have come to, to develop, uh, you know, through facial, just, just facial expressions and facial gesturing. I mean, you can, you can communicate without even having to, having to say a word, just basically through your face. I mean, it's, it's, it's the cornerstone of, of, uh, Good storytelling, I think. Right. Acting anyway. anyway. Right. I mean, if you look at if, uh, you know, um, a puppet and you're and you're just trying to even if you look at like, let's say, a um, you know, traditional uh, vitriolics dummy and you're sitting there looking at it, it's just it you can have the eyes and, you know, simple, simple facial expressions and things, but very, very simple. Um, that's kind of like. um, um well, I guess it was, that's kind of a, the, the, the simplest level of doing, let's say um, an animated character, um, you know, not using the, the, the um, computer, but the more you start doing, you know, adding cheeks and, you know, the, the actual eyelids that actually move with the eyes, yeah, um, it starts to become more and more realistic. And I mean, I, I tell you what, the, that uh, some of the Vitrilicus dolls are pretty disturbing anyway. Those, those, <laughs> those are freaky. Those are uh, nightmarish, but um, you know, you'd normally see when we first started in CGI is they wouldn't have the deformation in the face that you have today and the controls. And uh, as they started improving and getting you, where you could put place bones in there. Um, it's funny that we didn't even really have bones for quite a while. When we first started in the industry, it's so funny. Uh, you know, bones, I, sh- I should say not in the industry, but when we're doing obviously non 3d type stuff, but once it got a 3d, it's like, um, they, you know, more and more programs started adding bones. Um, well, I think those, those are, I mean, how else are you going to animate? I mean, there were two basic, I mean, as far as I remember it, two basic methods of, of doing facial animation, um, particularly, uh, you know, I mean, early one, on or yeah, or, or, well, so even from the beginning, I mean, just basically from the beginning, I mean, initially they, you know, it's, it's remained pretty consistent uh, with the, with the exception of some recent uh, innovations, which we'll get to. But you know, basically, you know, for the last what couple of decades, there was there was you know bones, you know, animating something with bones, or you could use a morph targets or or what blend some shapes. other people call blend shapes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I mean, use of bones, I think, uh, uh, came was was second. Uh, blend shapes came first, and they're they're very useful, and they're they're. Matter of fact, I mean, there's um, what can't you do honestly with blend shapes if you have enough time and manpower? Uh, you can you can have really sophisticated performances with the high levels of detail in the models. You know, you got perfect deformation because the d- detail is modeled in. You know, it's not not something that's just uh, you know painted weights with some bones and 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 bones have their place. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I think they're they're used. It's just another method of, of really animating a face that just kind of is a simpler way to, to do it to, to control well, yeah. the facial movement. Well, I mean, if you, if you have the same number of vertex on the face um, not to get too technical, but each vertex has a number assigned to it. And so if you're, if you're changing those, you can do a retarget based on um, closest vert using bones where you, it would be very difficult to do that with blend shapes or morph targets um, yep. and in, in games in the games world, um, the, you know, vertex animation, blend shapes or uh, morph targets tend to be more expensive 
um, for the for the engine that you're using, depending on what platform you're working on. Um, and bones are just. So, so are much- you speaking of? Are you? I'm sorry. Are you speaking in like a, a game engine then, or, or in the game world? Okay. okay yeah. Yeah. So okay. if you're on a mobile device uh, game platform, or if you're on a console or on a PC, you know each one of those is going to vary as far as what what uh, you, the throughput is on those. And so, uh, bones, it's it's the most flexible because even some of the tools that I've noticed that do blend shapes um, uh, for for video games, you know, in my using Autodesk Maya and those programs. Uh, even those that are uh, adding bones and, and you look at them and you say, wow, that's really amazing. And the fidelities there, you look at some of these and I'll talk about a little bit later of which ones these are. You've got mm-hmm. a, hundreds of bones just in the face to get, okay, to get you know, that I, same type of feel you would with a blend shape. Exactly. And that was, I think the point I was making, I mean, there's different uses of course, for different use cases, you know, depending on the needs and requirements mm-hmm. of, a, of, of the, your characters and whatever. I, I think, you know, the point I was making was basically the blend shapes just give you that level of detail. I mean, you got, you got ZBrush now. You can, agree. You can model in For sure. creases in people's faces. I mean, where, where the skin's folding when they smile. And I don't, I'm not sure, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that bones actually can can do that. I, uh, not unless you add a ton of bones. I mean, you have to. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, would be wor- it would be worthless to actually to do that because you're, you, it's, you know, you're diminishing returns. Like I said, the platform you're on, if you, the, the more bones you're using, um, that, you know, the less likely going to, your frame rate's going to drop every, you know, you're trying to optimize as much you can, depending on what platform you're on. So yeah, unless you're doing, you know, uh, an, an animated movie, who cares? And, you know, go, go blend shape all the way, you know, that that's the best way to go. Uh, I agree. I think that's definitely the highest quality. It may not be the most, the, the quickest way to do it. I mean, uh, there's obviously quicker ways. And I think bones is the quicker way. You just don't get the best three, you know, you don't get the high, highest quality you know, there's certain use cases where it's advantageous, where in certain cases it's not. Right. I agree. And the other thing is you could use, uh, you know, markerless motion capture that uh, you we're using currently in, in our, we're using Adobe character animator. So it's looking at our faces, trying to do the best way it can do it. And it's looking at our, you know, the mouth and the eyes and things like that and the eyebrows. So you can do um, animated faces using, uh, you know, just our webcams. Yeah, and so that's how I guess uh, CG is uh, is being done today is through that markerless technology. I know, um, you know, th- our faces show us. You know, it's it's so important when you're trying to animate a character's fa- facial uh, performance. You know, you if you do it right, you're you're you know you're you're conveying what the character's been through. You know, up mm-hmm. to this point, you're you know their facial expression should should show you kind of what the what is the character thinking right now, or what or what does the character want, and um, you know. Really achieving the, that effect um, is a real challenge, and and you mentioned uh, you know performance capture. I, I mean that's where you're actually capturing the real performance of a character. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean performance capture. Will they be using either markers on the face, or they've used you know you're using a cam, an actual high res camera. So you're talking about markerless uh, earlier. Yeah, markerless, where you're just throwing your webcam up or your your iPhone. Uh, you could do the same thing, just you know with a uh, a tripod and it can track you. There's, there's numerous programs uh, on steam as on the app store um, that now that you can do that. It's pretty, pretty amazing. I, I believe iClone even uh, by real illusion has a, um, has an ability to use your phone or uh, they, they may even, I know Rokoku is a, or Rokoko has mm-hmm. um, that's a, a motion capture suit that you can get for around 2,500 bucks. You can, they also sell once about a thousand bucks, um, or 
yeah, right around a thousand bucks, I believe, where you can get a use your there's a software um, uh, that goes onto your phone, like your your um, your iPhone, and they also sell you like a headgear piece that holds your phone that's faced you know the camera's facing your your face, and so it can actually pick up your motion that you're doing in the suit and your body as well as your face at the same time, and it captures it simultaneously. So it's pretty amazing what you can do today. Yeah, so I, I've heard uh, that Disney has has got a product called Anima. They, they we're working in par- partnership with ILM, and it's and they've basically c- created this uh, performance capture system. Uh, well, it <laughs> uh, well it could be constrained. Well, basically, it, it keeps it allows you to to do facial performance capture uh, without the you know being constrained by a stage or, or or anything. You're free, you know, basically free to move around the performance space, uh, and at the same time, you know collect and, and, and produce dense, consistent uh, facial data. Right. Um, so, you, per, you know, motion capture is, is uh, well, performance capture is, is motion capture, right? Uh, but includes face and fingers. And so it, that's why they call it performance because it's capturing, like you said, subtle expressions. And they refer to that as performance capture. You know, it's, a, it's, it's great. The, uh, the anime product that I was just mentioning also exports normal maps. And bump maps from and it basically, I guess it's a it's a camera mounted, you know, either video camera or depth cameras that are mounted to to the actor's head while they're while they're performing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically looking back at the actor's face, and 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 it can either retract in two D or three D, as far as as uh, from what I understand. Yeah, they. I think they also have uh, the ability to some some um, software has the ability to do blood maps too. So when you're doing, oh yes 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 I've heard of that yeah so when you're actually doing those expressions and it's capturing your face uh, photogrammetry it's it's picking up not only your skin uh, it's picking up the blood below when you're making these different facial expressions and so it actually maps that back on there um, to do I mean I think uh, one of the examples was um, Thanos I don't know if you saw remember seeing Thanos. And how amazing, oh, I love, yeah, I, I, I paid close attention. How amazing house. the facial ex- expressions were on that um, CGI character and the, the muscles that you said earlier moving underneath the skin. And in fact, um, uh, I was reading that Weta, um, you know, they used they used the overlay of expressions. That, you know, they did the lo- the capture of of um, the actor, and then uh, uh, Brolin, and then they went ahead and put in. Um, uh, the, the same muscle system within the character that they're using. And, but he was a little bit thinner. And so they had to make it kind of more fatty looking because Thanos has had a bigger face uh, than, than Josh did. And um, so they, and they didn't use any simulations on the skin at all. And the, and they used only keyframe animation on that. And because they're, they're trying to be really cautious with that because you can get a feeling of it making, making the face feel like really jelly, like, if they're, yeah, you know, uh, yes, and the, you know, the, uh, for that scene, I, I, it, it just—I remember it, g- it gave me the illusion that that, that Thanos was actually, uh, you know, had those expressions. You know, he was motivated by him instead of being, you know, typically in, in character animation in the past, or at least particularly facial animation. The, the, the it looks like it's being, you know, it, it looks like it's being puppeteered. You know, manipulated by the animator. It, it just doesn't—it doesn't feel real. And I think the the. Uh, you know, to to the point that you're able to do that, and Thanos to me really nailed it. Nailed it cold was basically uh, it looked it looked like Thanos was was expressing those emotions, and that 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 his facial 
you know, his facial performance was, was motivated by him and not some, you know, technicians in the background, you know, pulling levers and turning knobs. Like, but that's the thing they, they were, they did that texture blending. They used, you know, high ring, high resolution wrinkle deformation um, with normal maps and displacement maps to, you know, enhance the period, you know, his skin stretching and compressing. Um, And then of course the surface deformations and um, the, 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 the thing that you, that I, I definitely agree with what you're saying is, the when he's sitting there thinking and he's not animating really when, when you're sitting there on you know, a lot of things you'll see in cgi is when somebody's not moving the character well, there's always should be some motion there's, yeah, there's something yes. yeah you there's stuff going on and you want to get even wanna, breathing if you will you know right and and you want that to come across like it's not cg it's actually a character because his proportions are so whacked out um yeah you well, know. you know, we, we one area we haven't really touched on is lip syncing and how important that that is for uh, as part of the facial animation and doing facial animation, how challenging that. I mean, that's probably one of the most cha- I mean, aside from the eyes uh, and, and just the general, you know, our discussion on general expressions, you know, lips and, and how you press your lips and how you position your lips and how what your mouth position is. Is 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 one of the key key factors in, in doing facial animation, right? Phonemes, uh, or more more importantly, uh, visemes. Um, so your 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 letters have certain mouth shapes that that you you would assign to a an animated face um, to do you know lip syncing, like you said. Um, there's also um, you know audio driven techniques where it's just it's it's listening to the wave file that you you're inputting into the computer and you've already set up these, these face shapes um, or mouth shapes along with the actual face, because when you're, when you're saying things, uh, depending on if you're, um, you know, mumbling or if you're, you're talking softly um, or you're yelling, you know, the same, you know, phrase, you can see the face is actually moving and your eyes are moving and the eyelids are moving and everything, the cheeks are really moving and the nose is going up. So you see all these different things going on in the face. That's why when you, when you see early animation in, in CG, like you know, 15 years ago, things look so dead. But now with all these other things that people have gotten so sophisticated with the tools and being able to be detail-oriented with these things, plus the games, video games and movies being able to push more. Uh, you're you're expecting so much more now, and it's and uh, uh, it's just a, it's a great it's a great time to yes. be doing this stuff. Yeah, and some software uh, actually you mentioned you know that you input the WAV file you can put you can put any file any audio file will work or you or you even add a, add an audio file and a, a text file in combination something and, and the software the uh, goes through and analyzes the audio waveform and and analyzes the text and you know AI it's an AI driven thing but basically it, it it can determine what phonemes are should be used and kicks out you know animations based on that right and some of the times you know, you have to go back in and fix it oh yeah nothing can be used straight out of the box yeah you'll, you'll, dri- <laughs> you'll drive it the first you know do your rough pass and then go back in there hey did it nail it i mean it's i'm not talking about for maybe maybe for if you've got a a, a small um you know time frame to get get the stuff out um you know maybe even if you're doing previs um, you do that. You just throw it to a, um, you know, just mouthing it. Just it just basically lip syncs the wave file, and you don't do all the expressions and facial, you know, details um, until you do the actual. Um, that's kind of the the process you would use. 
Yes, and, and and the problem is if it looks like a person, we expect it to behave like a person. Yeah, you know, we expect well, it to look like a hurt person. We expect it, especially. You mean realistic? To, you're talking about a realistic person. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, exactly. And there, there are you know unrealistic characters, and and we can you know we covered some of that in, in last week's podcast. But you know it's 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 what we you know we mentioned before capturing the nuances of the eyes and the the mouth and the lips and and even the tongue movement. You know, when we're talking about you know uh, uh, lip syncing. Right. I mean that that's all part of that. Um, and it's all those things working together. And I think that's that's where, you know, in, in systems of the past where where you you do motion capture of the body and then you do a, a, a you know, prof, a motion capture of the face or tracking of the face with markers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you then you'd come back and you try to do hand animation to that. It just it was always disjointed. And that's the, I mean, and that's part of our our human uh, in, 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 uh, intuition into each other. You know, we we know we we can tell when when things are out of sync and and uh, some of the some of the new innovations, especially in the areas of performance capture, have really brought everything together. That it'll, you know, it's allowing you to capture all these things at the same time. So when you're you're talking, you know, your hands are gesturing correctly and your facial expressions are are working correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, so that really it, your your face reflects what you're saying, and that was a real problem of the past. Right, and I did I did um, I did mention Rococo. Um, that's a motion capture suit. Their face capture um, bundle is about six ninety five. The thousand dollar thing was if you wanted fingers too, and so this is relatively new, guys. This is for you for you uh, to, um, to 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 have the option to buy, um, you know, two thousand twenty five hundred dollars for for the motion capture suit, and then you know six ninety five for face, and then yeah, thousand bucks for you could do your own independent movie, and uh, you know, with all CG characters and just use that. I mean. It's it's just amazing what you can do today with these. That's what we'd be doing, right? <laughs> well, I mean, take it, take it exactly. I mean, we were talking about uh, lip syncing and how important it is to 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 do it well. You know, especially if you've got a realistic character. I mean, look at our. You know, we can tell you from personal experience how true that is, and you could probably tell by looking at uh, you know the real time avatars that Sean and I are using. Uh, believe us, we're we're looking at updated technology, but you know, listen, it, it's not easy, especially doing it in real time. Right, uh, right. And you're yeah. you're in a different part of of the city, and I'm in a different part of the city, and we're doing this in in one one shot. And so, <laughs> you know, trying to enjoy it and trying to have that, uh, you know, uh, what what am I trying to say? I, I I love the fact that it's it's um you know you're I'm responding to you, you're responding to me, and we're trying to be as real as we can, and not trying to go to this big uh, editing software and uh, you know do these as um, you know, I like the idea of it just being the way we are just talking like this. Yeah. I mean, don't get it. Don't get us wrong. We will be increasing, you know, doing uh, production improvements along the way, but you know, there's latency along, along through the system. And that's just, you've kind of can see it in, in, in our production, but you know, that just shows you how challenging these real, especially in the real-time environment, how, how doing real-time facial, uh, animation and lip syncing and performance capturing and, and having that all work together seamlessly, uh, can be not to mention our day jobs. Which are, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, any last words, uh, Sean, before uh, we get to the comments? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, what haven't we covered? Well, I mean, some software. We haven't talked about any of the software. Yeah, let's go ahead. Oh, have you seen uh, Unreal's Meta Human Creator? Oh, have boy. you seen some of the yeah. results of that? It's pretty realistic. It's, I'll tell you what. That's uh, if, if if you haven't seen that, go check it out. Yeah, it looks looks uh, extremely realistic. Um, very, very, very well done. Yeah. It's one of the latest advancements to create photorealistic digital humans, including facial animation and lip syncing, by the way. 
Right, right. I'm sure Unity will have their own version coming up pretty soon too. Well, I mean, 2D, 2D software, there's Toon Boom. Um, there's the free uh, you know, so- software pro- program called Pencil 2D, which mm-hmm. is, uh, like I said, is free. Open Tunes is open source and free. Um, and then there's other ones uh, like Cartoon Animator. And then, of course, Adobe Character Animator that we're using. Uh, anything else you could think of as far as some of the a crazy talk probably it would come to mind. Yeah, uh, maybe uh, Faceware Studio has some is a good product. Uh, they're not free, but that's pretty pretty impressive what they can do. Animes is another another cool. Uh, and then of course the three D software that you know you know the Maya, the Autodesk products you know Maya Max uh, Blender also has their own. Um, hopefully we can get some uh, do another we'll do a podcast on Blender and what you can do with that. In the future. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and, and there's no solid industry standard. Uh, just so you know, there's no consensus on what is actually the best way to achieve, you know, realistically moving faces. And and as we mentioned, uh, hopefully that it really depends on the type of character and how that character needs to be able to move. So you know, I mean, there's all these tools that you can get. Uh, you know, which one is the best? It just really depends on the task, and that seems to be kind of the a mantra that we I've seen come through some of our podcasts. Is you know. The right tool for the right job, you know. Right, and there's there's also uh, online uh, tools you can use where you can upload you can upload your uh, character face, and it'll automatically generate um, your facial expressions as well as um, visemes and phonemes, like I said earlier, um, for like three hundred bucks. You just do a search on there; you can find those. There's one of them's Holotech Studios um, that does something similar to that, and then there's also one called Polywink.com. Check those out. Very good. Very good. All right. So why don't we uh, head on over to uh, the comments uh, section, so, yes. the mailbag, and find out what, uh, what what's okay. in there. What do you got? So Numpty Grumble, he subscribed to us, or he or she subscribed to us two, uh, six years ago. And, and so thanks. Thanks so much for being such a loyal fan. Um, and uh, Nutty, so he, he, Numpty. He, he submitted to comment, commented two days ago. Yeah. So Numpty Grumble said, uh, fascinating subject uh, for our last podcast. And thanks for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Six years, Numpty. What took you so long? Just kidding. <laughs> and then there's, thanks for the uh, comment. Yeah, appreciate that. And then there's uh, Pablo uh, Vasquez, and he says, "I never miss these podcasts." Yeah, you know, Pablo, we never miss them either. <laughs> no, we appreciate your uh, your loyalty. It's really great to to hear that. I, uh, you know, we we're trying to bring to you guys interesting subjects, and and uh, you know. Uh, Honestly, if we had to think them up, uh, I think we would have no podcasts, uh, but but you guys are submitting some great questions and we really appreciate it. Right. And, and if you don't get to our website, you know, feel free to, to throw it in the comment section of, of the video that you're watching or listening to. Yes. And uh, gamers would. Uh, what would they commented? Mean? Well, gamers would. That's the, that's the handle. That's the, the YouTube channel's name. Uh, please, sir, review the latest Blender and Blender's future. Please, big request. Ah, I mentioned that. Yes, yes. yes. So we're, we'll definitely be doing that. Uh, Blender is a really powerful uh, software product, and and I, I've encouraged you in past podcasts to to take a look at it, even even for motion capture, even for just messing around. Uh, but we can't beat Blender. No, and, and and a lot of studios, I think I mentioned earlier, that's they're moving to use that as part of their their tool set. It's, it it's just happening. makes sense. It's happening yeah. more and more. Well, we're to the end of our time today, I think. And uh, thank you for being with us for our discussion. And thanks again, John, for asking the question, how can I create facial animation? Uh, We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did and that you learned some things related to facial animation that you didn't already know. 
Uh, Sean and I discussed some of the background and history of uh, expressions of of uh, the face and, and facial animation, as well as uh, share some of our personal and professional insights with you into how facial animation is created and what you need to know to start creating it yourself. Uh, yes. We also, Go ahead. oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, we also covered a few short software tools and techniques. that will make it a lot easier for you. I wanted to say that. <laughs> ah, that's my line. Don't step on my All right. Line. All right. So uh, <laughs> join us again for a brand new episode of the CG Insider podcast right here every week. As we talk about different subjects related to the business, art, and craft of 3D, CGI, animation, and digital effects, as well as other interesting subjects you may bring to our attention, please bring them to our attention. If you got a question or subject you'd like to discuss, like I said, in one of our podcasts, simply leave a comment in the section below. If you're watching us on YouTube or head on over to the website, our website at thecgbros.com and go to the uh, About Us section and click on the Ask Us Anything uh, menu item like John did. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you back here for next week's podcast, uh, where we'll be answering another listener's question. Uh, what's the best software to create 2D CGI animation? You know, we've been focusing on 3D uh, primarily uh, over our podcast, and this is a really great question, and we, we, we're really looking forward to, uh, to addressing it. Yeah, don't miss it. Until uh, next time, take care. See you then. That's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, how can I create facial animation? Thanks for being with us. If you're watching on YouTube or other social media, please give us a like and make a comment. If you haven't yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening on Spotify, you can now share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. You can contact us on our website at thecgpros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast series. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what's the best software to create 2D CGI animation? This has been episode 2132 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.